What is up, everybody? In this episode, I'm going to be talking about and walking you through acing your UX design interview and landing the job of your dreams. So, what is up, everybody? My name is Aaron Houghton, and this is the UX Disruption Radio. And today, I want to share with you seven tips for succeeding in an interview for UX design. Now, this could be for anybody, uh, junior designers, senior designers, or, you know, a lot of this would even apply for if you weren't even in the design industry at all. And this was just for a job interview because all these tips are relevant, except for one of them is uh, kind of exclusive to more of a design role. So this is a really important topic because there are so many people who don't know what they're doing when it comes to an interview they go they go into these things and they don't know what they should say which makes them look really bad and super super inexperienced so in this episode we're going to cover everything from the clothes you should wear to the best questions that will make sure that the interviewer knows just how good of a fit you would be to their company. All right, so we're going to kick this off with number one. Number one on my list is do your research on the company. Dear God, I can't even I can't even tell you how many like how how many people I've heard of, seen like experience that don't do their research. Now I understand when you're initially applying to jobs and initially d- applying to positions that you know you you send out a hundred a hundred uh like applications you send your resume to a hundred different places and then you you get that uh you end up getting your like like the actual interview okay and then they they hop on the zoom call they hop on the phone call <laughs> one of the very very first questions anybody asks like anybody asks is why are you interested in uh in our company why do you want to work here <laughs> that's like one of the very very first questions that you're going to get asked you always get asked and if you don't have an actual reason because if you say like oh i just want money i just want a job like no one's no one's going to hire you off of that it might be true but like the company wants to know that you are somebody that they can rely on and have confidence in you that you're going to do your job. Because if you are somebody who just wants to have that position, just wants to have that job, but has no actual desire and drive to like actually perform in it, it really, really shows if you like when you say that is you just want the you just want the money for it. So research the flipping position, research the job, research the position. Go onto their website, read their whole website, reread the job description, go and snoop around, check on Glassdoor, check for reviews, check for like information about that specific company. Because the more information that you can provide and more, the more feedback you can give to the actual interviewer, that's literally going to make you stand out because there's going to be like five out of 10 of those people who go to the interview. We'll have we'll have no idea what like what the company actually does 
what they like, what their actual purpose is. So you want to research these. You you want to like you want to like FBI NSA research the hell out of these companies so that when you do get that question of why do you want to work here? Why are you interested about this place? You can a hundred percent without a doubt be able to answer that question. So research, know what the product is, know about their company culture, know about them, know like what kind of personality everybody has at this place. Okay. All right. So moving on to number two, the second thing is you want to prepare your portfolio of your past work and be ready to show it off. Now this should be, this should be a given that you should have a portfolio ready to showcase. But what a lot of people don't do and realize that they need to do is they need to be prepared to show it. You need to be prepared to showcase it and show people that like your, your process for design, your UX process, how you got to that, like to that actual so, like solution to the problem, because Yet again, one of the very first things that they're going to do in the interview is they're going to want to see your portfolio. They're going to want you to walk through how you, how you got things like how you, how you came up with that design, how you decided to place that button there. What, like how many people did you research? How many people did you talk to? They're going to want to know. So when you do your portfolio, you're going to look through it, you read through it. You know exactly what you did. You want to be able to communicate your process, how you, how you, how you got what, like the, the actual, the actual like end product solution. You need to be able to walk them through and you need to be able to explain yourself. You need to be able to explain every single part of it. Why did you have that button red instead of like blue or instead of green? Why is it there? And why is it, why do you have rounded corners instead of uh, straight corners? You need to be able to, defend your your uh your solutions you came up with you got to be able to defend that you have to have an answer for every question and every decision you made so preparing your portfolio and knowing exactly what you did and knowing your process and knowing exactly how you went through it super like crazy crazy important now Number three on this list, I feel like everybody knows this, but you don't like, you don't know why. You don't know the reasoning behind it. Number three is to dress professionally, given, obviously, but, and not too formal. You don't want to be like the movie, uh, was it Step Brothers? And show up, to, show up there in a tuxedo and like the other dude's wearing like basketball shorts. Like that would be way too overdressed, like. So you need, you need to know these things, but the reason behind dressing professionally and the reason like you want to take so much thought into it is psychologically when like, this is human nature right now. The very first thing anybody notices, the very first thing anybody pays attention to when you initially see someone, if you, if you're walking through a store, you're walking through a grocery store, you're walking through anywhere, you're walking down the street. The first thing people notice is the clothes you are wearing. Cause you realize that the clothes that are currently on your body, they're covering like 95% of 
you. So the first thing they're going to, somebody's going to see an interviewer, somebody that works at that company. The first thing they're going to notice is how you are dressed. That is the very, very first thing that people notice. And it's the first like bias that people will judge you on. You are initially judged on how you are dressed everywhere you go. No matter, does it doesn't even like besides like interviewing purposes, this is, this is a, this is a universal thing. 100% across the board, you are initially judged on how you are dressed. So what this should tell you when you are actually going into an interview is you should be dressed 10%, 10% better than the person that's interviewing you. This is the same thing for business too. If you are going to go have a meeting with somebody, you should be dressed 10% better than everybody else in the room. Why? Why why does that why does that matter? The more be, be, so because you like people are judged off of how they are dressed initially. If you are 10% better than everybody else in that room, psychologically you are placed at a higher status right out like the very very first um like the, the the first, like shoot, what's that? What the heck would it be? The first, uh, whatever thing that you are judged on. The very first judgment somebody has is how you're dressed. Now, if you're ten percent better dressed than everybody else in that room, the person, the interviewer, you are now placed at a higher status than other people. Without being like over the top dressed, like like I said, like wearing a tuxedo. That'd be over the top, but 10% better that places you in a super, super golden zone where you're higher status. You have more authority. You are, you are just positioned as a professional You're positioned as an expert. You're positioned as the authority of where you are. Okay. So that was number three, dress professionally, not too formally, super important. Now, number four. You should arrive on time, obviously. Okay, so number four, arrive on time with a positive attitude and a smile on your face. The next thing, psychologically, people notice when you first walk in the room, after the clothes you're wearing and like how you present yourself, the clothes you're wearing, the next thing is going to be your face. They're going to see you you present yourself with a smile, a, a smile, like, like a smile immediately puts people in a happier mood because you could be going to this interview and they, they could be like right after lunch. They just, they're tired. They want to go home. Having a smile on your face will cause them to have a smile on their face, which causes you to build a rapport with them. It makes you seem like a positive person. It's, you are more personable. People want to be around you. So coming in with a smile on your face, crucial. Here's a, here's a bonus. Here's a bonus pro tip also. Even, even with COVID happening and whatnot, you still want, you still want to know this, even though it's, even though it's like gone now or whatever. We're like, so you've all, everybody's heard that the very first thing somebody notices or judges you on is like, or when you go into an interview, the first thing, um, an interview notices like 
like you like the, an interviewer decides who they're going to hire within like the first like 30 seconds of the interview and that's you walking in and just being in front of them and presenting yourself they're going to know immediately who like who they want to hire so coming in well dressed and 10% better dressed than everybody else that places you like first impressions great you're off to a good start you have a smile on your face you walk in confidently awesome bonus points for both of those now you're like you're good you're already like halfway there and then the next thing is a handshake now like a handshake's whatever you've been you've been shaking hands since you were a flipping toddler but having a firm handshake not too tight but like a firm handshake going in like solid handshake everybody knows what a solid handshake is like an authoritative handshake but by doing that by shaking somebody's hand it builds rapport it builds it i don't remember the specific statistic but a like a, a quick firm handshake is the same amount of rapport as is like spending four hours with somebody so could you imagine sitting in a room and just having a conversation with somebody for four hours straight how much you would know about them how how comfortable you would be around that person like the rapport that would be built within that time like you could like there there's been business deals that have been closed for less less than that so four hours that much rapport is built by one single good handshake so you you throw in you throw in firm handshake dressed well smile on your face you're positive dude you already like you already your peak status right now okay so this takes us on to number five number five you want to stay calm you want to stay confident through the entire interview even if it's not going good you don't want to let your nerves show even if it's not going good so you got to remember that just because things are not going well just the fact that you are currently at that interview you're currently having that job interview that already that's that's already a great sign so like just 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 think about it for a second if 100 people apply to a job especially a job like in design ux design ui design product design whatever there's there's hundreds of people that apply all the time like the tons and tons of applications since it's a large majority is remote people can apply from anywhere the heck they want so let's say for instance a hundred people applied a hundred people sent in their resumes and they were all checked all right you getting a job interview from that from that uh from from that application like 90 percent of those people weren't even like didn't even get past the initial screening because no one no actual company is going to go and interview a hundred people they're going to look through a hundred people's uh applications but they're not gonna interview a hundred people 
you know, they filter them down to see who's qualified. So the act, the, the fact that you are in that interview already means that you made it through a bunch of, a bunch of vetting process. You, you're already like the top people and they're looking for a good fit for that position, a good fit for that job. So the fact that you actually got in there, you actually got into the, into the interview, you're already ahead of the, you're already ahead of the, ahead of the crowd. And you need to remember that you can't, you can't just, you can't stroll in here incredibly unconfident and like get your nerves all crazy. If you've already made it to the interview, you're already like, you're already like almost there, you guys. So stay, stay calm, stay confident. Don't let your nerves beat you up. Yeah. So that was number five. You want to stay calm. You want to stay confident. You know, know that you already made it past where so many other people fell short. So you're already, you're already good. They're, they're already interested in you. So, okay. That brings us to number six. Number six, be confident in what you know about the job, as well as being confident that you can accomplish the position that you're there for. So this is, this is something that I talk about. So like, this is, this is, this is my golden zone of conversation is having confidence in that interview. Now this is different than number, number five, where I was talking about staying confident through the interview and staying calm and not getting your nerves all crazy. So being confident in what you can do. Now think of it this way. Why, why do, why do like hiring managers, recruiters, why do like HR, whatever, why do they, why do they interview people? What are they looking for? On top of that, why is there a statistic out there that going in for a job interview, they decide within like the first 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever the specific number is, why do they decide who they're going to hire within that time? On top of that, they already like they've seen your resume, they know what your past work is, they've seen your portfolio, they know what you can do. They're already aware that you can that you are qualified for the job. But what sets one person apart from the other person? What 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 is that difference? That difference is confidence. Confidence, 100,000% confidence. If you want a job, if you want to, you want to get that, you want to ace that interview and get that job and get that position. The number one thing is confidence. That's all you got to remember out of like everything, out of everything there is. If you could remember this one thing, you will, you'll ace the, you'll ace the interview. You'll get it. You'll get the job. You'll get any job you apply for. If you can remember this one thing, confidence, 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 because when somebody is interviewing, when they're looking to hire somebody and they're looking to hire a new designer, what do they want? What do they want? They want to have confidence that you 
can accomplish the tasks at hand. They want to know that if they hire you and they put their own neck on the line to get you to have this position, they want to have confidence and they, the hiring manager wants to have confidence that you will actually perform the job at maximum capacity, at like peak performance. If you, if you go into an interview and you're just straight up unconfident, okay? You go in there, you have a timid voice. When they ask you a question, you don't really like know how to answer it. What is that saying? If I give you a, a big old task, I tell you to go and do all these things to like, and you have this deadline and there's a bunch of responsibility. I need you to go and interview these people, design this thing, whatnot. I need to know that you can accomplish the tasks that you are given. That's that like that, <laughs> that is the difference between like a senior designer and a junior designer. Now there could be a junior designer that has like these beautiful, beautiful UI. They have fantastic UX, everything, all, everything they do has a reason. All of their designs have a specific reason that they did them, but like in, a senior designer could be exact, like the exact same quality of work as a junior designer. Right now, what is actually the difference between the two that senior designer is more confident in their abilities and their capabilities of performing those tasks and getting the job done. They're more confident in what they could do. A lot of junior designers aren't confident that they can actually accomplish what they, what they're doing. So if you, if you roll up into the interview and you listen to those, those, uh, all of the stuff I mentioned before about building the rapport, being confident, you're dressing well, like if you go in there with like a, like, like you are about to dominate this interview, you are just confident. Like it doesn't even matter if you're not even qualified for this job. You believe that you can do it. You know that you can do it. You're confident that you can do it. Dude, you are going to ace the interview and you're going to get that job. Even if somebody be like in front of you, one of the other people are more qualified than you. Just by you being more confident in that interview, will get, will land you that job. I'll tell you what, straight, straight out of my design bootcamp as, as a junior designer, I applied, like I applied for senior positions. I applied for senior design positions. Like I went to LinkedIn, I typed in UX design, product design, and then like filtered them out and found the senior positions, the lead positions and applied for them. You know what? I had so many interviews. I had so many interviews and I got the jobs. Like I got, I got the position, so many positions that I started to like filter and sift which one was going to pay most like, Oh, there's a senior design position at this company, but they're only paying like $60 an hour. And there's a senior design position at this company and they're paying $95 an hour. Now, 
I'm going to choose like the higher one, obviously. But because I was getting those interviews and because I was actually landing the jobs, I had the freedom to choose which place I wanted to go and work at. Now, how the hell, how the hell can a brand new junior designer fresh out of boot camp go and land a senior position at a company, a senior product design position at companies? Is because I went in there, you know, I followed these exact steps. I was, I, I knew everything about that company because I did hella research about it. My portfolio was super, super sexy and I could explain everything that was in there. I was dressed, I was dressed like the flipping boss. I came in there super, super confident. I, I understand psychology enough to know exactly what triggers will trigger rapport with the hiring manager, with the design team. I knew that I could smile, I could shake hands, I could be positive, I could come in there confident, I could stay calm. And whenever they asked questions, I was confident. I was confident as hell. I beat out people that were significantly more skilled than me, had way, way, way more experience, but they came in there with zero confidence, you know, probably slumped shoulders, little slack jaw, not confident in what they're doing. Like the recruiter, the hiring manager would ask them a question. Maybe they couldn't spit fire an answer with a hundred percent clarity and a hundred percent confidence. And that that's enough to make them not want to hire you. So having that confidence, having, having that absolute 100% like clarity of who you are, what you can do, everything about you and being able to showcase that, 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 that is the deciding factor to getting that position, getting that job. You ace that you ace these things. It's game over. You could get you get hired literally flipping anywhere. Okay, so that was number six. Bit long winded, and whatever, but important and super super important. Now, number seven. You want to make sure that any questions you have for the interviewer are answered before you leave. By asking questions in your interview. It shows that you have interest in that company. If you go in there, if you sit down at an interview and you are talking and whatnot, you're answering questions. And at the end of that interview, you have no questions for them. Like, unless like it was like a, a genuine, like back and forth conversation the entire time to the point where you asked your questions through the entire process, unless that is the situation you're in, you need to ask questions at the end. And I'm talking about like, what is the day-to-day -day for somebody at this, at this uh, job? What does the day-to-day -day look like for them? One of my favorite questions that I like to ask right at the very beginning of an interview, very, very first question I ask, like before we get started, like, hey, before we get started, do you have any questions? My question is, if 
the absolute perfect candidate came walking through those doors. They're just like, they fit perfectly to all criterias. They hit every single check mark. Fantastic. Perfect. Your perfect dream candidate. What? What would they look like? You know, asking questions in an interview, like the, the hiring manager is going to respond. They're going to, even if they don't have a, a, a answer, like already pre-generated in their mind, they're going to respond and give you an answer for that. Every single time I've ever asked this question, they're always like, oh, they, uh, they could, they have, they could take the initiative and like fulfill all, all the, all the needs of this position. They can, what was the other one? Oh, I like this one. They're willing to, they're willing to push back on their design decisions. So if you have a, a decision, a design decision and somebody else says, no, that's stupid. And they don't like it or whatever. They want somebody who is like, is willing and confident enough to push back, to push back and like apply pressure to that decision and stand behind all their decisions they make. That was one of like the big things that people wanted. You know, and by, by asking this question, what is your, like, what is the dream candidate for this position? Now think about it. If they tell you what the dream person is right from the beginning, you, all you got to do is you just got to, you just got to make it come true, baby. You just got to do exactly what they say. If they say, oh, we want somebody that's willing to push back on the, and stand behind the design decisions. Yo, now in your interview, you need to, you need to prove that you are willing to push back and apply pressure and stand behind your decisions. If you ask this question and they answer it, you have a, you have a roadmap of exactly who you need to be to get hired at the position. You can't fail because you could be their perfect hire. That's it, you guys. That is seven tips I have to landing the position of your dreams, to acing that interview, to standing out and beating all of your competition. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this episode, you like this, maybe you watched it live, you watch me banter about this live, or you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or Anchor or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find it, and you enjoyed this, you got some value from it, you like me, please, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you, you know, you hit that like, you shared this, you showed it to somebody who needs it. There's somebody that's in similar situations like this and could use this. Show it to them. Share it with them. And yeah, guys, my name is Aaron Houghton, and you are listening to the UX Disruption Radio. Take care.